Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, it's Big Shell served up hot and fresh here on The Fan. See Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, and our basketball insider Eric Name joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We have until the Brewers game is done with Eric. Two outs already, top of the ninth. The 16 nothing Brewers. Ryan Braun just went yard for the Brew Crew. Who was that? Uh, Ryan Braun. You say his name with respect. Yeah, Ryan Braun. <laughs> Uh, 16 nothing Brewers over the Tigers. Eric Name uh, joins us to talk about the Bucks being eliminated uh, from the second round uh, of the playoffs. Our question uh, in the 2 o'clock hours, who are the Bucks' playoff collapses on last year and this year? And for me, you know, I end up with back to Boonholzer, I guess. At the end of the day, for what happened in the Raptors series last year, this year, uh, not defending Jimmy Butler the first time. Okay, maybe you screwed up by not having Wes Matthews on him, whatever. But but then when it happens again, uh, and you really have no justification for it, uh, and talking about balancing minutes with everybody else and so forth, it, it comes back to Boonholzer for me, Eric. Yeah, I mean, I I think when I look at it this year, uh, it it comes back to two people, and. I, I I just don't know that you can go anywhere else than the top. It, it's Mike Boonholzer and it's Giannis. And when you look at the success the Bucks have had the last two years, it's that pairing, right? Like Giannis doesn't get an MVP and another one coming here whenever they end up announcing it. Um, he doesn't get two MVPs without Mike Boonholzer. Exactly. And the Bucks don't get the best record in the league without Mike Boonholzer. So exactly. while that is true, and that pairing has been undeniably good in the regular season, that pairing has also come up short in the postseason. And I think, you know, blaming it on Eric Bledsoe or Dante DiVincenzo or George Hill or Chris Middleton or Brooke Lopez or whoever else, like, that's all well and good. And and people can, can go ahead and do that. But I think the biggest thing you see when you look at this Bucks team is you look at Bud at the top running a defense, which, again, because of Bud and the scheme that he's chosen, has been the best defense in the regular season each of the last two years and got even better this year. But what you see from it is it excels a certain way, that there's going to be a certain way that they're going to play, and their process and their goal over the last two years has been to get better at that process every single day, that we're going to play basketball this way and we're going to get even better at it. And what we're finding out is, okay, that's fine, but sometimes it doesn't work in the postseason. Now, you just got punched in the mouth. What are you going to do? And if your answer is to do the same thing again, well, you're going to get punched in the mouth again. 
And if you try to do it one more time, you're going to get punched in the mouth one more time. And then, oh, yeah, you're going to do it one more time. Okay, you got punched in the mouth four times straight and you're out. So I think the big thing here is defensively they keep running the same thing. The whole league knows how to beat it. And as you go deeper and deeper into the playoffs, teams are going to be more capable of doing so. They're going to have a superstar player that can make the tough shots that you want to give up. And they're going to have enough shooters to hit the threes that you want to give up. So how are you going to adjust in those moments? And I think Mike Budenholzer took questions from me, Matt Velasquez, anybody else in the, in the Bucks. Uh, kind of media grouping, anyone else in the national media grouping, everything was about how is Bud going to adjust when things don't go well in the postseason. That was the question he got 82 times <laughs> every mm. single game, pregame, postgame. That was what the question was, and he showed in the moment that he wasn't going to do much and he wasn't going to change much, and they were just going to try to do the same thing but do it better, and that isn't the right answer. So I think Bud is totally fair to put there, and then – I think the other thing is Giannis. Like, I, you know, as I told you guys, I think it was last week when I was on, maybe it was two weeks before that. I don't even know. It all blends together now. But, you know, we sat down. I came over to your studio, and I told you about all the things that Giannis told me. And the thing that he said was I looked at Kawhi Leonard. I saw what he was doing, and I thought, you know what? He's in total control. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how his team is going to score. And he's got a mid-range jumper that he relies on, and he knows he can get to at any point. And that's what I'm going to work on this postseason. I'm going to see that double team, and i got to find a way to beat it. And for me, it's going to be a mid-range jumper. And Giannis, to his credit, did not just go dunk on everybody every play this year. He decided to diversify his shot profile a little bit. Unfortunately, the choice he made was to add three-pointers. And he doesn't shoot the three very well. And what that, what that eventually leads to is, the, everyone knows you're not going to shoot a mid-ranger, so you don't got to worry about the pull-up. So the only thing you have to worry about is Giannis shooting threes or Giannis trying to get all the way to the rim. And if that's the case, all right, Giannis, you want to tee up a three? Go for it. I'm going to be waiting for you right here at the rim, and so are with my, my four other teammates. And he doesn't have a counter to it right now. And, and that is why I think when you're looking at who gets the blame in this situation, it has to be Bud and Giannis, and, and it has to be that parent because those two, for all the regular season success that they've had, have to look at each other this offseason and say, well, you know what? Maybe we're not going to have the best regular season record. And I, I can tell you this right now, Giannis ain't winning another MVP until he gets a ring. So he can, he can kiss that goodbye. Like He's got his two MVPs. No media member is going to give him another one until he shows that he can do it down in – get it done in the postseason. So you ain't getting an MVP and winning the best record in the regular season, that doesn't matter. So what are we going to work on next year? And it has to be how do we win in the playoffs? And but Aaron, how are they to... going to do that? How are they going to do that if they vote during the regular season? It's not a postseason uh, accolade. How are they going to do that? I mean... Because he's going to win another 70 games if they keep booting. I mean, how are they going to... You so do, do you think do you think me or other media members like looking stupid? How? Like voting for him? Yeah. So if this dude can't get done in the postseason, do you think any of us really want to vote for him again just to give him the award during the second round when he gets knocked out again? No, that's not going to happen. But like, I'm saying you're you, not going to you, know, though. How are you going to know? 
He's saying they're not going to vote for him ever again in the regular after the regular season until after he wins a championship, and then the I, next season maybe they'll start voting for him again. I want him to say that, Steve. Oh, I sorry. I was just I trying to help. I want to get him on the record. What he's saying. I, I thought I, I had repeated that point enough times, no, but I, no, I can tell you one more no. time: he's not yeah. getting another MVP until he wins the ring. I don't believe like, that. I don't believe that. I don't believe okay, that. Okay, that's fine. You cannot. But if, if there's one thing <laughs> it that's been proven no. over the Come years, on. it's that like this is how MVP voting works. Like we, voters get fatigued. <laughs> like there's a reason why LeBron hasn't won ten of them. There's a reason why that's MJ. Hasn't Kobe won only won one. That's right. true. Kobe though. only won one. Yeah, and you should have won it every year. Works. Yeah. Like you, you get your MVPs, and at that point, if you win a championship, okay, then maybe you can get some votes a little bit later. We still might get tired of you because that's what. We oh, I, you just watered like, down the MVP. Now I don't really care about it no more. Then. Well, let me let me <laughs> ask don't. you this name. Name here. Here's another situation that we have going here too. Then because you're on the front lines here. Uh, now I was listening to my good friend Bart Winkler this morning. I think they played back uh, the press. I think your question was in it. Um, and, and, and most people, including Bart and Ryan Horvath, most people are demanding a answer from, uh, Budenholzer on why he defended this way and why he did this that way. And the answer that he gave is not the answer that they're looking for. And in covering this Milwaukee Bucks team and, and talking with Budenholzer, are you on the same thing as that? He owes it to you to give the answer that you want that you're looking for. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think when I first learned that's the wrong way to go about this. Uh, I think it would have been a January game in 2016. I think Jason, because I didn't get the answer that I wanted, I demanded a, an answer out of Jason Kidd, and he essentially asked me for my rotation and what it would be. Uh, and one continuous press conference until I gave it to him. So I, I've learned that, you know, there are, there are ways that you're going to do this. And as a journalist, all I can do is ask the question. Like, and, and I say this with total and complete honesty. Any question I ask, I genuinely want to know the answer to. It, right. it is not, I know this is going to make headlines or I know this could make you look bad or this could make you look good or whatever it is. Like, Right. Anything I ask, I genuinely want to know the answer to. Like, it's why I asked Giannis if he had asked to switch on to Jimmy Butler after right. game one. Like, I was genuinely curious. Do you feel that way? So, when I asked Mike Boonholzer, you know, after the game last night, do you feel like you made a mistake this year in not making drastic changes and just trying to make tweaks around the, the entirety of kind of what you've done? Like, I'm curious about that. I legitimately want to know that. And, again, like, I can only ask you so many times why you switch or don't switch or what action you switch. Like, you're going to tell me the answer, and, I, you know, I can, I can keep asking it, but it's very clear that you're not going to tell me why it is that you actually feel this way because either you don't feel like I deserve that explanation or maybe you don't have a good explanation. And, and I think, you know, throughout this series we've kind of seen that, you know, I asked why Chris Middleton and Giannis didn't play more or if he regrets not playing them more. And then 
a game later, he plays Chris Middleton 48 minutes and totally contradicts what he said the game before. So all I can do is ask the question. That's absolutely right. He has Eric name. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore name. Close personal friend of Giannis. He knows what's happening next. Eric, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Take care, Thank Eric. You, there is Eric Name on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Steve, what we got to get to, Steve? Out, I'm going to read the Great Midwest Bank read. Okay. As your passion outgrown your home, a Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. It was a butt-kicking in Detroit. Tim Allen and the Bayview Shannon Blind Baseball Post Game Show joins us next here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.